Greetings from Cyberdelic Space. This is Lorenzo, and I'm your host here in Psychedelic Salon 2.0. And before I turn the microphone over to Lex Pelger, who will introduce today's program, I want to first take a trip down memory lane for our fellow saloners who either have been with us here in the salon for a long time or who have actually listened to (laughs) most of these podcasts uh, starting way back uh, in the beginning. Anyhow, it was back in 2007, uh, 11 years ago, when I first began exchanging uh, stories in this podcast with a group of other podcasters, uh, namely KMO, Queer Ninja, Lefty, Zandor, and the Dope Fiend. And during those years, the Dope Fiend, through his Dopecast, hosted an event in Amsterdam for a couple of years that he called Dope Stock. And if uh, you're a long-time listener here in the salon, you most likely will remember some of the live podcasts that came from those gatherings. Now, one of the characters from the last Dope Sock was a young man named Travis, who traveled there from Germany. Well, it seems that Travis has now moved to New Zealand, and guess what? Last Monday night, he joined me and several of my writing supporters from Patreon during what was his Tuesday lunch break in New Zealand. (laughs) Well, I passed this news on to the dope fiend the other day, and he tells me that he remembers Travis very well. And uh, if there are any other former dope stalkers out there, I'd sure like to hear from you, as, uh, well, I'm sure Travis would as well. I'm telling you this because on the first Monday of each month, these Zoom conferences are open to anyone who wants to join us. And I'll see if I can convince Travis to be sure to join us on the 7th of May for our next All Salon Zoom conference. So be sure to check the program notes at psychedelicsalon.com on Monday, May 7th. Uh, And that program is going to be posted that morning. And in the program notes, I'll include the login instructions for you to join us. And uh, I hope to see you there. So now here is Lex Pelger, who will introduce today's program. I'm Lex Pelger, and this is the Psychedelic Salon 2.0. I'll never forget the storytelling night in Atlanta. Something about the beautiful community space and the people showed up to share and the vibe of the evening made it very special. As you can hear, the honesty of the first story set the stage for the night. Now, if you don't have a psychedelic group in your community, start one. As Moshe shares in his story, he created the meetup group and then the wonderful connections flowed from there. So go on out and find the others. So I'll tell about my most special um, time with mushrooms. And we got some really good mushrooms from our friend. <laughs> and um, we had both, my boyfriend and I, um, had planned to do them separately because we had always done them before, um, together. And it's been fun and interesting, um, but also really hard to kind of get into your own head and really focus on yourself and things that you have to deal with. And it's always been kind of... Um, an anxious time for me just dealing with 
issues with my family. Um, my parents got separated, and I kind of took the root of all of that. But they're back together, so it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew that I really needed to take some time just for me to focus on myself and be by myself and work through these things. And it ended up being really, really beneficial. So I kind of took the whole day as like a ceremony and took care of myself and went and kind of like did the whole sauna thing and ate really healthy and just rested so that I could be clear-headed for the rest of the night. And so I went into my bedroom and ate the mushrooms and um, just kind of like lit some sage and got the space really ready, although (laughs) that might just be like something in my head, but it worked. So um, it was really nice, but I just laid there and it was dark and it was the first time I feel like I'd ever really experienced the mushrooms um, working as maybe they were intended. So um, anyway, I had this vision of being at my favorite place in the world, which is this uh, music festival in um, Pittsburgh called Shakori Hills. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, um, but it's wonderful. It's a family festival. It's um, people of all ages just coming together and being themselves and um, a place of 100% true acceptance and love. And um, so, anyway, I was there and I could feel some of these negative thoughts that I had been dealing with come up, but they came up in a way that was um, just like very slow and I was able to accept the, what I called the white or the elephant in the room, um, which is something that I always dealt with when being on mushrooms and it was always like really kind of like fast paced thoughts and really anxious. But at this point, I could just think through everything really slowly and come out of it from a place of love and not like, oh, all these negative memories, this is horrible flooding over me, like I need to move on to the next thing. I actually sat with it and um, then this woman, almost like a grandmother, came to me and took my hand and showed me the sky and said, look at this, all this beauty around you. Although you've experienced all this anxiety and these really horrible things, like, sorry, I'm really like sensitive, <laughs> but um, just there's so much more beauty. And although these bad things have happened in your life, you can work through them and, um, you know, do the work that you need to do, but see that there's more um, to life. <laughs> so, um, so that was really wonderful and I was super happy. And, um, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so then <laughs> I would just kind of like laugh and be really happy that, okay, I had seen these things and I'm at the other side of it. Like, I just went through all of this therapy pretty much in like 10 minutes and I was so, I was just so happy. 
And then um, I would move on to the next thing that had bothered me in my life. And she would take my hand and there were all these people working. And she would say, look at all these people who are here to help you. And they're working on this in your head and you're not alone. And it's okay to feel this way, but... God. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is crazy. Um, it's, it's all okay. You're not by yourself. And just like, it's cool. <laughs> you can feel all this bad shit and it's not going to ever stop, but you can get past it. And we're here to help you. And there are other people here to help you. And it was just like the first realization that I had that I don't have to live with this anxiety and I don't have to be the people pleaser. I don't have to like all of these things I put on myself and I don't think I could have, it would have taken me a long time to go through therapy and like get over this and realize that I put all of this stuff on me. But anyway, basically, um, I was just shown, um, that there's healing, um, that can be accomplished and it's okay to feel like shit sometimes for the stuff that's happened in your life and you don't have to take responsibility for all of it. Um, and that there is beauty. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm like laughing because it's so awkward. Um, and that, you know, these are, these are tools and they're to be respected and there's a time and a place for them and they're so powerful and so helpful and more people need them and more people need to know that you aren't a druggie for using these things um, and the whole stereotype and the stigma needs to be gone from it. So. Um, that's why I'm sharing <laughs> and I didn't realize I was going to cry um, but thank you for listening I appreciate it and I'm sorry if it was all <laughs> first story is how I got into psychedelics and that was through shamanism I was taking a shamanism course at um, a place called Phoenix and Dragon here in Atlanta, and the teacher was wonderful. I learned I learned about intuition and I learned about trusting intuition, and that's something that I've been developing as I use psychedelics. Uh, and after that course, I started listening to some Terence McKenna because he was he was into shamanism too, you know. And I learned from Terence McKenna that. You can talk to the plants. You can you can actually learn from plants. And I I didn't really I didn't really know much at the time, but um, I, I met a girl at the time who later went on to become my girlfriend. But the first day that we hung out, we actually took psychedelics. And at that time, it was actually before I listened to any Terence McKenna, and I didn't know what to expect. And so I st I uh, we we took psychedelics together and 
it was the most mind-boggling experience ever. I think it, we took two hits of we don't even know what it was. Still, uh, <laughs> we, we think it was maybe a two C, two C I, or something like that. But uh, yeah, it was it was incredible, and and I saw I saw into infinity, and I saw God, and and time just stopped, and I forgot even where I was. It was such an out of body experience, uh, and it lasted it lasted all day. And we actually we actually spontaneously just got naked and we were walking around the house naked and just to be naked because it was so like such a vulnerable experience that we um we decided like that was cool sure like i had never done anything like that with anybody before i'd never gotten naked just with somebody i just met um and uh it was just it was just so different so different and uh, ever since that point we started doing uh psychedelics together as a kind of um, monthly by monthly thing, and we would love to go walk around the city while tripping, and it was a great experience. And I never really had a difficult time with it. And we found that while we were taking psychedelics together, we were able to communicate in a way that we were not able to communicate before. And psychedelics actually taught me what it was to communicate with an open heart and to really connect with somebody on that level. And I realized that we were unable to do that without the use of psychedelics. And it, it, it ended up turning out that we had to break up because we, we had differences that could only be reconciled while we were on psychedelics. And I said, this is not healthy. I need to break this, break this habit of uh, using psychedelics as a crutch. Um, so after that relationship ended, I started this meetup group, uh, Sci Atlanta, and I because I I was listening to the pot to the Psychedelic Salon podcast actually, and I heard somebody from the Psychedelic Society of San Francisco talk about that organization, and I said that's really cool. I want to start something like that in Atlanta, or actually I wanted to see if there was something like that in Atlanta. Well, of course there wasn't, and I I started it. So um, it's been really cool because. Now we're over 400 members, and uh, I've I've really enjoyed getting to meet all these different people who use psychedelics, and I've started to realize that there's actually in there's actually a pattern that I can see in psychedelic people. I can I can walk up to somebody and I can say, "Is this person a psychedelic person? Yes or no?" And I feel like I'm usually pretty accurate now. It's it's amazing. It's amazing what psychedelics will do to you. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Um, yeah, all the stories that I heard was very touching. And I completely could connect with your emotion. Because it is so profound what uh, psychedelic, the experience it gives you. This body, this flesh and body couldn't contain it. So it has to let out, and that's why emotion kicks out. Because, like the video said, putting word to our experience is a shitty way of communicating. You just can't. You know, she tried her best, but I'm sure we get like a fraction of what she's talking about. So, I 
Never drunk, never smoked. I was a good boy, never had any experience with anything. I was a workaholic. I went to school, you know, straight and narrow. I got married, I have kids, wonderful life. Everything that people would ask for. I have wonderful kids, wonderful marriage, wonderful business. Everything just perfect. I got bored out of my mind. <laughs> to a point, no, this is not funny when you, when, you, when you live through it. To a point where I was asking, what is the point of living? I mean, I hate getting up in the morning. Not that I was lacking anything. We weren't rich, but we had everything we need. If I wanted to travel, I can get on a plane and go anywhere in the world. Buy anything we want. We don't necessarily want very expensive stuff. But you know what I mean, right? We are content. So uh, it got to a point where I was, I was really bored out of my mind, and I couldn't communicate that with anybody. So I was asking a question of, you know, what is the point of living? And uh, I was flipping through Amazon Prime, and this person in some documentary mentioned the word ayahuasca. I miss, you know, spell it and look for it on uh, Google. And then finally found out what it was. 30 minutes from that video, I was in Peru, in Amazon forest, going through the whole experience. They had a set of, uh, I think, five to seven ceremonies. The, one I, the center I went to, it was five ceremonies in 10 or 12 days. It was magical. Once I finished that, I was introduced from a friend that I met at the ayahuasca ceremony who lives in Canada to come out and I had a mushroom experience which I never, never had before. And uh, it was... Uh, <clears throat> it was amazing. Um, it was like meeting God face to face. It was a car blanche. I could ask anything and I'll get an answer. I could see my body. And I'm walking around. I'm not asleep or anything. It was during daytime. But I could also see the other part of my body. Like I could see my spirit and my body. And I was walking around. And uh, when I see the spirit me without flesh and blood, it is so humble, free of ego, just serenity, just so peaceful. So I was communicating with God, and I'll just share one of the things that, um, that I experienced. So we have a lot of questions that if God was here, we would ask him a lot of questions. So I said, God, I can't understand what a year is, what a week is. I can't understand what a year is. I, don't, I can't understand what a tenure is. What is eternity? We're supposed to live in eternity. The minute I asked that, the whole sky just wide opened. And there was like a big symphony music that keeps playing this calm music, but the music will go on for days, months, years, eternity. It keeps going and going and going. In the middle of that, this big grand piano just showed up. The keyboard on the piano is the size of my head. And as a part of the symphony, somebody is playing the piano. The minute that person touches the keyboard, Everything shut down. And he told me that our life on this earth, compared to eternity, is that one key stroke compared to eternity. He put things in perspective the way I understood it. What it did to me was it flipped me around. 
that life is truly a gift and we are not supposed to squander it by worrying um, doing evil stuff thinking wrong things it is a life and guess what this life God gave it to you it is not your parents it is yours it is yours to decide just like Aliyah said she said screw what mom says screw what everybody says this is ours now you are given this gift, what are you going to do with it? It is yours. It is not your community. It's not your friends. It's not your parents. This is yours. What you choose with it is up to you. But you can't blame anybody else. So, this was amazing. So I'm going to buy some island and become a mushroom farmer soon. <laughs> first trip was when I was 17, actually, and I was doing it just for fun. Um, it was with LSD. I was with one of my friends from high school. And um, we basically took it in my living room, and we didn't, I didn't plan it out at all. I just took it just to see what would happen. And um, I saw colors get brighter. I was laughing for no reason. My friend was laughing at me because I was laughing for absolutely no reason. Um, and it was a good trip up until he left me at the, um, in my house because he had to go. I was like, okay, I should be fine. But then as society teaches us, psychedelics make you crazy. That's what my parents would always tell me. And that's what I started to think. And I got worried, more worried. And, um, because of that, I actually told my mom that I had taken LSD, but I wasn't to the point where I told her that I took it. I told her, a friend gave me a brownie. <laughs> and um, basically, it was, I felt my ego being stripped away because she, she was kind of sad, she was crying and stuff. And my mom had scleroderma and it, um, I started crying with her too because it stripped away that ego part of me, that part of me that um, makes me not want, well, forces me not to cry like they teach men that we're not supposed to cry. But it helps me get out those emotions that I needed to. Basically, that's my story. This is the story of my recent first experience with ayahuasca. Oh, you did? I did. I, I recently, and this is after four years of using psychedelics, always in relatively low doses. I've never used more than 200 micrograms of LSD, and I've never used more than about three grams of mushrooms, and that was at the extreme. And so I had no idea what to expect um, after four years of this. I knew that it was going to be more intense. Um, so 
I went with an open mind, and uh, the, the, the ayahuasca experience, it taught me a lot about what it means to actually heal with a psychedelic, because until then, I had been using them, and I'd been learning some lessons, but I didn't feel the, I didn't feel quite the profound effect that I felt with ayahuasca. And it's not only what I learned after using ayahuasca, there's not only the ayahuasca that's different, it's the ceremony around it. And it, it went to show me how important, there, how important it is to have a meaningful ritual around the use of psychedelics and a, an open, safe space in which to express whatever the psychedelics are giving you at that time, whatever they're showing you, to, to let out whatever it is. And so my first night with ayahuasca, I was nervous because I didn't want to throw up. Uh, I, I felt that throwing up was like, A, it was gross, and B... I felt like I was above throwing up. I didn't need to throw up. Everybody else here, you know, they're like average people. I'm better than that. I don't need to throw up. So um, that night I didn't throw up and I felt very proud of myself. And um, the next day I woke up with this horrible headache. And I said, well, what's going on? This is, this is supposed to be healing me, not giving me a headache. And, and so I... Uh, I got a worse and worse headache, and I became na- uh, nauseated, and I ended up, I ended up throwing up in the middle of the next day, and that was my purge that I needed to have the previous day. And what I learned from that, I went into the second night with that on my mind, and uh, the second night, I, I actually drank the correct amount of water, which actually was over four liters in five hours, and um, probably five liters, threw up nonstop. Um, because I was allowing myself to do that, to, to express, to, to be, to let that stuff out in front of everybody. Because until then, I had been trying to control myself, you know, like, I need to be, I need to be composed, you know. I, I've, I've always been, I've always been, mm, it's always been part of my personality to be kind of the composed one. That doesn't mean I don't get silly at times, but it also means that I'm, I have this part of my ego that needs me to be in control of the situation, in control of my surroundings, and uh, in control of my, my body. And when I learned that that's what I was doing in, in my life, and that's why, I get, that's why I was getting headaches, that's why I was clenching my jaw, it's all, it was all about this... this this pressure inside of me to, to be this certain way. And when I finally, uh, on my second night of ayahuasca, I let that stuff out, uh, I felt so liberated. I felt like I, I just need to honor myself. I just need to honor whatever comes up. And uh, in fact, since that time, since the, my, my ayahuasca trip, I've only actually tripped one other time, uh, for which Leah was present, actually. And... Um, uh, it actually turned into a psychedelic trip. I mean, a, um, an ayahuasca trip. Uh, after the end of the... I, I took it and went to a concert. And after the end of the concert, when I got home, it became an ordeal. That's what, the best way I can describe ayahuasca uh, for me. 
is an ordeal. And this LSD trip, even though it was only one hit of LSD, it became one of the most intense ordeals that I had been through. And I felt like I needed to throw up. I didn't end up throwing up, but it was... I, 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 I wailed, I sobbed. It was, it was ridiculous. Well, I wouldn't use that word. It was... It was um, It was extreme. It was extreme, uh, and I haven't uh, I haven't used psychedelics anymore since then. That was only I mean, that was only a month ago. But uh, I, I think that my future use of psychedelics, now that I've taken ayahuasca, is actually going to be a lot different now. It's going to be a lot more focused around. I'm actually going to try to do this by myself in a dark room, or with somebody I trust, a facilitator, and because even though it was such an ordeal such a difficult process and I can't tell you I can't say that this is the, the measurable effect that it's had on me even so I feel like I'm a better person from it I feel like going through that makes me a better person and so I'll continue to use them This was uh, one of my mushroom trips that I took with my friend, David. <laughs> um, well, it was on a Sunday, and it was kind of random. He was like, yo, my boy got mushrooms, you know what I'm saying? We've been kind of looking for some, and we talk about psychedelics and stuff like that. He's more of an LSD, so I like mushrooms, stuff like that. So we end up going to his friend's house. We get the mushrooms. Stagon. I get like, uh, I think a quarter or eight or something like that. And we decided to go trip at a park. We didn't take the whole thing, but it was still probably about two grams of mushrooms. So I'm nervous. We're up here setting our intention. We're on this park bench. We'll say a prayer and all that stuff. <laughs> Try and get all the good vibes in and shit like that. So we take the mushrooms and we're just chilling. We're chilling. We're waiting for them to kick in. So while we're waiting, we smoke this joint that we did I have or whatever. So we smoke half a joint. We're still waiting, we're still waiting, we're walking around the park. Yeah, there's a lake around the park and stuff like that. So the mushrooms kick in. And you know, well for me, when the mushrooms kick in, I always feel like it's this sensation that it starts. It's like, it's like some type of thing that you go into the trance or something like that, but it feels like a, a sigh. And I'm like, oh shit, I'm here, hot damn. And I'm like, bro, did you feel that? And shit like that. So he's like, he's like, no. Now I already told him previously, I'm like, Brett, if I'm tripping with you and I just want to walk off by myself, let me walk off. Because, you know, I could be going through my own stuff, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's probably the best thing to do. So I started walking off. He's like, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. What's going on? What's going on? I'm like, bro, I, I just started. I just, I just, I just arrived. So, you know, when it happens, your freaking vision goes HD. Uh-huh. And like, no, it's just goes widescreen. It's like, bro, I see the world. So I'm just looking at the trees, the swing stuff, stuff like that. Freaking. So we're walking around the park. His trip starts uh, soon after. He takes some more mushrooms. I'm like, bro, you taller than me, you bigger than me. That's all you. I'm going to just stay right here. So we're walking around the park, and I'm just asking him questions. And I ask him a question like, well, David, you know, like, why are we scared of each other? And I think he thought I was asking him, like, specifically, like, literally me and him, why are we afraid of each other? And I think he kind of answered it. He was like, we're not. And I was like, well, I, 
I was kind of speaking like, why is the world afraid of each other? Like, why are we scared of each other and stuff like that? But I think he still like really answered my question. Like, we're not. We just we just have our differences, and we're we're scared to express ourselves sometimes and stuff like that. So we're walking, we're walking. He goes to the bathroom eventually. I'm freaking. I'm all about yoga and shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm about chakras and stuff like that. So I take off my shoes. I want to. I want to ground myself. Or you know, um, like you, you do. You do it in grass. You ground yourself and stuff like that. So I'm in the grass. I'm looking at. Picking my feet and stuff, and I start having this realization like, bro, we always talk about heaven and this, that, and the third. And I'm like, bro, this is heaven, and I've been here before, I've been on earth before, and I think we all have, like, in past lives and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm sure I've been here before and stuff like that. So I'm like, bro, what if earth is heaven? Because, I mean, when we go, when we hear words like spirits or something like that, but, like, you can really create and you can really have what you want in life, right? You can ju- you just have to have that. You have to be vibrating the right way. I'll say it like that. So, like, I'm just going through all these things, like, bro, this is heaven, and I've been here before and having all these realizations. So we, we're walking around the park some more, and daggone. Um, we end up coming to this, like, it's like the middle of a park, but it's like this square, just square cement thing, basically in the middle of the park. So I'm sitting here dancing and doing ballet. <laughs> like, I'm just happy and just free, you know? And we're listening to music and stuff. And he starts playing some music that starts, like, bugging, like, giving, starts giving me a bad trip. And it's that fight or flight motion. A fight or flight, I guess that's how Terrence McKinnon describes it. But it's real, and it's like, bruh, my trip started going bad. I was like, yo, I have to calm myself down or whatever this time. Third. So I just lay down. And I'm laying down beside David, man, and I'm looking at the sky, and we're just cloud watching. That's the best shit to do on mushrooms. <laughs> I promise to God. I promise to God, man. So I'm looking up, and I close my eyes, but I'm still having visions of like clouds and stuff. And I see the clouds start morphing in the eyes. I call them ancestor eyes. Goddamn. But um, like that starts happening. And I feel like I'm coming, I'm, I had an out of body experience, but I wasn't like flying and stuff like that. My eyes were just closed and I still felt like I could see, you know, like as if my eyes were open. I guess that's the third eye, you know, whatever. So that happened. And then after that, we're kind of coming down and I'm like, bro, I'm about to go explore. <laughs> and, oh, and, and during the whole trip, David would say stuff. And I'd be thinking the same thing, but I'd be too scared to like say it. But I'm having like telekinesis thing that you that you can sometimes have when you do mushrooms together. I'm having that shit. I'm like, bro, I'm not psychic. I'm not psychic. <laughs> but I, I guess it, we just synchronize like that. So that goes on, and freaking eventually, I'm like, man, I want to go explore. I just want to go walk around because I feel safe now. I'm cool, and I go off, and we're we're still linked together in our minds, and I'm like. You know, we were calling each other because we're away from each other now in this part. And we're like, yo, we just want to, I just noticed that we just wanted to make sure each other was safe. We're like, go do whatever you want, just make sure you're safe. And I think that's kind of how the world is in a mm-hmm. sense of our parents are. I got some type of um, understanding and insight from that. And then, um, what else? What else? The last part. Oh, the final part. So, we're sitting here, we go over here by some other park, some other part of the park, and we're just talking and stuff like that. And 
we started walking, and I'm just looking around, and I'm like, bro, this is the perfect trip. Like, I'm happy to the point where I didn't want, I was like, I'll never feel this way again. Mm-hmm. Like, when I go down, when I come down, I'll never feel like that. I, I understood that God is really love, and that shit connects us all. I, I, got, I started getting sad, because I was like, bro, I'll never feel this, like, without a psychedelic or, like, just sober Justin, you know what I'm saying, like that. So I started getting sad, but I don't get too sad. I look around, I'm like, bro, I want to hold his hand. I want to hold his hand. It was, I don't think it was anything sexual. It was just like, yeah. bro, I want to hold his hand. Like, gee, shit, I want to hold his hand. And I don't know why. I think it's to, to let him know that everything is all right. And kind of <laughs> signify that and stuff like that. I don't know, bro. But I start, I start thinking, I'm like, bro, he going to think this, that, and the third if I hold his hand. And all these other people are still in the park. But that's cool because I, I noticed that shit though. I was like, that's our problem, bro. We're so concerned yeah. with what everyone else yeah. thinks that we sit there and go against ourselves all the time, bro. Mm-hmm. So I ended up holding his hand. He, I think he thought it was hella weird at first. But I was like, hey, grab it. So he grabbed it. was like, bro. He was like, oh, okay. And then. I think we were over here, by this time we were like at this other bench that was facing the lake and I was like, man, we were listening to some song that was going off or something. I was like, man, this is just great, man. Great trip, man. That's, and then I was having deja vu's and stuff after that, but that's about it. So, that was one of my favorite trips. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, So we had gotten, it was the same kind of mushrooms that she was on. She was talking about hers, but it's a different batch. Do um, you guys know the Outer Banks of North Carolina? you guys familiar? So we were up there, and it's, it's essentially just like a strip of sand in the ocean. There's water on both sides of it, and it's only a few hundred yards wide where we were. Um, and so we took them. We were sitting there on the way up, um, and I was just kind of reclining with my eyes closed, and I started communicating with the mushrooms, you know, whatever it is that you're communicating with. Um, started talking to it, um, started kind of getting into a, a zone that I'd never been in before. And then I just told it that I loved it and that me and it were the same thing. I was just like, I love you. And we're the, whatever you are, we're the same thing. And, and when I said that to it, it came into my body and I went somewhere totally different. It was just a like a blank white space with birds and clocks and all kinds of whatever you could imagine there. I'd never been there before. I'd always sort of seen my surroundings and, and been where I was when I was tripping, so this was brand new to me. Um, enjoyed that space for a bit, eventually snapped out of it. And then we walked out to the beach and just smoked a couple joints on the beach. Um, Above us, it was totally clear, so we could just see the stars above us. And then out over the ocean, there was a thunderstorm going on. So just lightning bolts out over the ocean, clouds lighting up. Um, So, you know, that's cool just to look at when you're sober. But, you know, the context of the trip um, is kind of what makes it. You know, you were in nature in a park that had a big influence. You know, everybody sort of mentioned their setting, that's huge. Um, I've never felt more connected to the universe than I did out there. And I've also, you know, after that, I've never felt more 
insignificant than sitting on a beach looking at the stars, looking at the ocean. Outer space doesn't care about you. The ocean doesn't care about you. You know, it was a completely um, egoless moment, I guess you would say. Um, and, you know, all the other crazy things that I've experienced on mushrooms, you know, like making friends with a dragonfly or um, <laughs> holding the space-time continuum in my hand and manipulating it and looking at it and actually understanding the concept, which I don't anymore. <laughs> um, all of these, I always look at a trip like, like a mini-life. You know, it's, it's got, like, the birth, which is when you come up and it's got everything you go through during it and then coming down is like the death and it's it's its own journey and you learn new lessons from each one but every one is heavily influenced by who you're with what your surroundings look like you know the vibes that you're encountering um you're really sensitive to that like when i told it i loved it that's when it allowed me to see everything that it allowed me to see when you asked it the question that you asked, that's when it showed you the piano and everything right. that it showed. You know, these are our thoughts, the things we encounter, the vibes we encounter, the people we encounter. They're all, I think, affecting us just as profoundly all the time. Yes. Um, we're just not as sensitive to it as we are when we're tripping. So the, the root of what I've gotten out of psychedelics has just been all of these things that we encounter are affecting us, are affecting our happiness, that's going to go on to affect the people we encounter's happiness. Um, we always want to set our trips up to be nice. We want, like, sage and comfortable spaces and nature or whatever, you know, we've intended the trip to be like. Um, and I think the more people that do psychedelics, the more people will, will realize how all of these things are affecting us in such profound ways all the time. Um, and maybe, you know, as intentional as we are about our trips be just as intentional about life in general and the whole thing will just sort of organically improve itself. Yes. Right. Okay. Oh.